Welcome to the INS Infusion Room, a podcast of the Infusion Nurses Society. The Infusion Nurses Society is recognized as the global authority in infusion therapy and is devoted to setting the standard for infusion care. I'm Dawn Berendt, your podcast host and the Clinical Education and Publications Manager for INS. Welcome to the INS Infusion Room. I'm happy today to have Ashley Smith. Ashley is a Specialty Accreditation Manager and Infusion Nursing Administrator at Paragon Healthcare Specialty. And Ashley, thank you so much for being my guest today. Welcome. Oh, thank you, Dawn. I'm excited to be here and talk to you. It's been a while since we've had a conversation. Tell me um, what's new in your life. Oh, well, um, I've expanded in my role a little bit. I'm still doing the accreditation management for a couple of our specialty pharmacies, but we have been growing our home infusion nursing population uh, in over several different states. And so um, I've gone, I think last time we talked, I might have had one or two, and I've got 16 to 18 new nurses uh, working and going out into the home and taking care of patients for us. You are really busy. You did a webinar a while ago about hematology. I did. Uh, Refresh refresh our memories about what you presented there. So we talked about managing uh, the pediatric hematology patient in the home, uh, looking at bleeding disorders, hemophilia, von Willebrand, just what it's like to have those type of patients in the home. Because they're chronic disease state disorders, and they they really need that nurse there from start to finish. And we, we want to teach independence and how they can gain that and have a life outside of infusion. Mm-hmm. So Ashley, today you're going to talk to us about employee engagement. And I know a little bit about your story ahead of time. I'm, I'm really anxious to have this conversation with you. So let's get started. Oh, yes. Engagement is something um, I've been very passionate about since I started in the management role. Um, Remote work is not new for home infusion, home health nurses, and for a lot of different uh, entities. But finding a way to keep our remote employees engaged and, and helping them feel like a team, that is a struggle. I think for a lot of people, as a manager, I'm struggling with it now. And as a nurse who has been in the home infusion for many years, I know firsthand what it's like to be out there by yourself, be lonely and disengaged. And I think it's important that all employees feel like part of a team. So that's what I'm going to talk about today is the roles of both managers and the employees, the employees in office and remote, and how they impact the work relationship. So before I dive into the individual person and how they're affected by remote work, I think it's a good idea to define an engaged employee and and the effect of that disengagement and what it has on the workplace. So engaged employees are those who feel involved within the company, those who are committed to their work and to their workplace. When an employee feels out of the loop, that can lead to disengagement. From a business point of view, disengagement can hurt productivity, morale, ultimately the business itself. Um, Mm -hmm. Slack.com release some interesting numbers. Disengaged employees can cost the U.S. economy up to $605 billion in lost productivity. And that happens by being late to work, not completing assignments on time, missing shifts, disrupting others with negativity. And that happens with remote employees and people in the office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, 
kind of looking at that, humans are naturally social beings. And, you know, we're surrounded by other people from a very young age. When we're born, we've got family all around us. Uh, People are coming to see us. We kind of grow up with that preschool. When you get into school, uh, regular school, you've got a social circle. So the social circle continues through school into our adult work life. Working remotely, however, removes that work family that we're used to uh, from our daily routine. And that can lead to isolation. Wow. So your presentation today is going to really speak to what's happening all across our globe today for a, a number of reasons. And I want to just keep going with this conversation. Did working remotely and feeling isolated affect your role as a manager? I know that's a tough question to ask, but uh, let's go there first. You're well, and you're right on the money. It certainly did affect me. Uh, When I left the hospital about eight years ago for a home infusion position full-time, at first I loved it. The freedom in my work schedule, the hours that I worked were great for family life. I was taking the kids to after-school practices, making those 5.30 Little League games for baseball and softball, Mm -hmm. and just having more time in general to hang out with family. The downfall of that is that I worked in isolation mode for about five years. It was just me, the open road, and then I would have a patient or two each day because of the length of time I traveled to get there. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really realize how much I missed having that network, that work family, and being part of a team until I found a job that required monthly corporate office visits. That company culture which is where I am now is one of Mm -hmm. inclusiveness and inclusiveness, excuse me, and family. And so that for the very first time in quite some time, I felt, I felt that inclusion. Um, When I was in the office, it was awesome to have that team of people around me and be involved and and do things. Mm -hmm. Um, And our leadership there went great, went to great lengths to make work enjoyable. They had uh, monthly office birthday celebrations. They did team building events, costume contest fun. But when I was not in the office, I wasn't able to be a part of that. So I missed out on a lot of the fun. Um, So at that point in in my job, I was visiting the immediate team every month. And so I started building long distance relationships but I still felt that I was a loner. I was on the outside looking in. And so I looked for ways to try to change that. Okay. So it's interesting. You went for a long time um, without real engagement. And then you, when you did have the opportunity to engage, you really identified a further need and something that would help you professionally is, is to connect. So how did you respond to that situation? Here you are coming in once a month. You're, you're kind of sitting, feeling like you're on the outside of everything looking in. So what did you do? Oh, you know, having that little bit of that sliver of a belonging and having that work family again, it ignited a huge spark. So I really, really wanted to find a way to unify the in-office employees and the remote employees. So I started talking to my supervisors. I gave feedback on all of my evaluations. I sent emails to anyone and everyone who would listen to me within the company. Um, And about a year later, I was promoted into a management position. And I was determined that my crew, my remote crew, would not feel like I did. So I did a little bit of research on how to engage remote employees. Surprisingly, at that time, there was not a lot of information on the topic. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kept going back to my supervisors. I continued to search. 
and wasn't sure what I was going to find, but I was looking for it and I wasn't going to give up. Uh, my first action when I, I started engaging was to create a monthly team meeting and um, to pull together the nursing crew. Now, mind you, these nurses are not in the same state, like we're in Georgia, Alabama, Louisiana, Washington State. I mean, we're all over. Um, so the meeting was good. It wasn't the magical meeting that I had hoped would, you know, flip the switch, but I'm not going to call it a fail. Uh, they have been very helpful uh, for our crew to talk about situations at hand, um, abuse, neglect, things even that we're seeing out in in the homes. Uh, I decided to couple that meeting with some additional items. So I started talking about team building events. I uh, got permission from my supervisors to do those little small ones since my crew was so, so far apart. So I would go meet a couple of nurses in an area. We would do some education, some training, have nice little talks, and then we would go do something fun, go to dinner. We did an escape room. It was awesome. So I got two of those underneath my belt and then COVID. Mm -hmm. Don, I was so frustrated. I was really enjoying getting to have that in-person time with the, the the other nurses and just kind of build that relationship and listen to them and see what they needed. And I was just bummed <laughs> because I had just had started getting connected with the nursing team and then bam, we are stuck at home. Yes. Yeah. So if COVID really has impacted all healthcare employees oh, um, absolutely across the globe again. And let's talk about some of the effects that COVID had on, on this project. And your, your project is so well-intended. You are bringing people together around a common cause, around the mission that you have. And yeah, you were under, <laughs> undercut by, by a pandemic. How rude. <laughs> right? <laughs> Very rude. COVID just, COVID ruined it. The momentum that we had going, that I had, you know, made strides with leadership working on this. And then it just halted. Everything stopped in the world. And it wasn't just, you know, the company I worked for. It was everywhere. Um, mm -hmm. Travel was, was banned unless it was absolutely necessary or, or something that couldn't be done electronically. So team building was put on hold. I mm -hmm. uh, lost connection that I had built with my crew and um, that hurt. Um, but I think a lot of companies also felt that punch. Uh, was it, I don't mm -hmm. think I was alone there, but you know, overnight the corporate world in America went remote. Um, mm -hmm. While that was horrible, but they were fine, you know, forced to find alternate ways to connect. And ultimately, I think that that was the turning point for being able to build something better for remote employees and keeping them engaged. Mm -hmm. Most cases, you know, no one paid attention to the struggles that remote employees faced with connection issues, software glitches. You know, we were just a small population, you know, not having the proper tools to do our job from home. Um, mental health was also huge for those that are working in, in, at home and isolated, right? And I don't think corporate America realized all of that until they also had to go home to work. And um, that that was amazing. Uh, I remember getting a call from my supervisor, you know, mid-pandemic, couple months in, and they were like, hey, just want to make sure you're okay, that this has not affected you working at home, that you, you have like, mentally are you are you good are you in a place do you need anything and i just started laughing on the phone um, because this is what i have been doing for so many years mm -hmm. and um i was like i told her that and she was like why are you laughing i'm like i've been doing this for such a long time and she just she just you know what you're right and you know she started laughing with me 
But I mean, that it was just great points that she brought up. So fast mm-hmm. forward to today, articles on engaging remote employees, their their mindset, like keeping them healthy mentally, physically, and and in the loop is is everywhere. Like you can find information all over the internet. Zoom platform took over in-person meetings and, you know, canceled out conference calls because we're all doing video now. Mm-hmm. So the merger of in-office and remote employees, I feel like are beginning to find a place in the workforce. So it's it's finally exciting. Um, it's exciting, excuse me, to finally be able to make a move toward changing the way that we view and interact with remote employees everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you, you started out today talking about what is an engaged employee and what are the impacts of disengagement, <laughs> you know, that loss of productivity and the yes. loss of benefit to the organization, to the patients that you serve and to the team that has to pull together to get everything done. So, you know, it's interesting. You were having this challenge um, all along while working from home in facing this disconnection that a lot of people back at the office didn't recognize. They didn't know the impact of being feeling disconnected or isolated. And now that everyone feels disconnected and isolated, now all of a sudden this creativity and the ability to find ways to join together has happened. So I want to find out you, I know you've been researching this. So I want to find out what your experiences are and what have you found out from your research? Oh my gosh, Don! this is the best part. Um, the action part, like what I found, what we're implementing. But before I get started on those things that I have found, I just want to remind everybody that every person is different. So this is not a one size fits all. You are going to be doing things as a manager uh, to engage your employees and some are just not going to respond. And, and that is okay because you're doing your part. So at the end of the day, we are talking about relationships. Those take work from every person involved from management, from other employees. Um, And and I want to also point out that electronic communication, including video calls, can never replace the in-person conversation and social events. So I still do think that whenever it's possible to meet in person, um, do that. Go visit your remote team, hold in-person events, team building events, face-to-face. You just can't replace that. So some of the things that I did find moving forward um, that you can do, hold meetings for your entire team. So don't separate your in-office crew and your remote crew. Bring everybody together. Put them together. Utilize a platform that includes video so that many you know people can see each other. But do realize that there is such a thing as video chat fatigue, or we call it Zoom fatigue at our, our facility. So not every meeting has to use the video chat platform. It is nice to see people's face, but you also have to remember like these people are at home and you you get what you get. You get the background, you get, you know, the kids popping in because schools are crazy right now too, or, you know, the dogs at home, you, you have all of that. And it's hard to maintain the office professionalism when you're working remotely. So you're just, just to be cognizant of that you are entering into their home. And there are always all those Amazon doorbell rings that happen oh, because we're all having yes. delivery. <laughs> Had one of those the other day. <laughs> and right that, in the yes, middle, yes. It's, it's real life. And so I think that when, when you let your team know that it's okay to have real life happen, that, you know, they're a little bit more open to hopping on the Zoom call. 
or the video chat platform. Um, the other thing is uh, it's important to prioritize open communication and to respond quickly. There is nothing more frustrating than reaching out to a coworker or a supervisor and not hearing back from them. Um, providing a quick response is one of the most simplest ways to improve engagement for remote teams. If you don't respond in a timely manner, you're setting a bad example for your employees to follow. So. In, with my team, we use several different platforms, and this is something that the research also suggested. Don't just use email, you know, pick up the phone, call, do a text message. Um, we have a chat function in Microsoft Teams that we use um, to group people together. Any way that you can engage with others quickly is, is great for just building that rapport. Also, you know, some of the research I looked at said that it was good to find time for small talk. So when you call an employee or, or a coworker, call to just chat to say how they're doing. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Kind of like my supervisor did for me. I mean, this could be mm -hmm. a phone call, a video call, um, chatting in a less formal setting, but that does cultivate a sense of community within the workplace. And mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, something my company did already was celebrate success, birthdays, work anniversaries, contributions, and achievements. Uh, we have something we call a Friday shout out distribution email. So we, if you notice an employee going above and beyond or something that they did that you thought was great, or you got a compliment from a patient, we send those in and the company sends out an email every week highlighting all of the employees who got a shout out. Uh, this is awesome. I silly as it may sound, I scan that thing every week uh, for my name. And there are several of us that do that, that look, totally makes my day when somebody recognizes me for something. Uh, even if it was something that I thought was just little, they they send it in and I, I get it. It just, gosh, it makes me feel happy. Uh, but I also like to send them. Yeah. yeah. I honestly, I get just as excited when I open up the email and see my coworkers on there because they're my people, you know? I it's just, mm -hmm. it's my team. And I love that. My tribe. It's great. Um, great. Congratulations on doing, that is just a simple, easy thing to do. And it's, but right now, so important. It is. It is. Um, some of the things we talked about earlier in the email, when I mentioned that we did team building events, um, we, they tend to do that for the larger pharmacies, but something I'm trying to do with my team that I can still do remotely is do this over a video chat platform. So we've looked at things like painting with a twist. You know, you have someone lead a, a painting session and you get to show your artistic abilities, uh, going to sporting events that was pre-COVID, uh, doing dinners. And you can even do that via Zoom or, or a video chat platform. Everybody orders something in and you guys all sit around and eat in front of your computer and have talk. Um, they have escape games now that you can do virtually. These events really help you bond with the other members of your team um, and outside of that work environment. So finding a way to connect with somebody else outside of the work day or just work really helps build the trust in the work that you do um, with your team. Like I said, if you can't get there in person, a lot of these things you can do virtual now. Um, having game night, uh, there's a, I think Microsoft Teams or one of the video platforms has an option for a whiteboard. You guys can play Pictionary if anybody remembers that game. So I mean, the sky is the limit at this point. Now that they've, you know, the, the video platforms have really just blown out of the, of the water. We, you, there's so many things you can do. Mm -hmm. um, 
something else that I implemented that I did start is Friday meetings. I took a couple of these suggestions. So there was one for a Friday close off meeting. So you have like an end of the week chat. It's designed this one to close out the work week and be ready for time off. Mm-hmm. Something else they talked about was having a virtual water cooler space on Teams, uh, on Slack or another platform where people can just a group message about not work, anything else. Um, <laughs> coffee break chats during a regular time each week for people to hop on and chat before their day gets started. So I kind of did a combination of that. We hold a Friday uh, end of the week Friday chat. It's around lunchtime in the central and eastern time zone because we've got people in every time zone. And so it's late enough that the ones on the West Coast can join us. And they're still early enough in the day that the people on the East Coast can get in and hop on. And we talk about everything that doesn't include work. Uh, we do a video chat. It's come as you are. If you're off that day, you want to join. It's yoga pants and, you know, hairs up, whatever. It, we just I really wanted to implement that as a way for the team to get to know each other and and kind of, you know, build that relationship. And I think you guys in the INS virtual meeting this year, oh, you yeah. did a coffee chat. We did. Oh, and that was so much fun. Yes. I really enjoyed um, going to the back room and then getting scrambled and put in another room to talk <laughs> and finding people that I was surprised to see there. And we're like, oh, hi, how are you? here's my puppy it was was so fun Um, for some people they were drinking coffee other people were in their jammies and really hadn't gotten there yet for the day because you know we were all the way across you know time zones there Um, so much fun and you know it, it is a way of being together without physically being there and as you said earlier nothing can replace that but for now this is what we have and it, it really does seem to work yep you're right. Uh, one of the things I hope to do in the future, and I will do because I, I love these type of things, is to theme the meeting by like maybe having a funny hat uh, meeting, crazy clothes, doing costumes, anything like that, just to be silly. Uh, because that just, it's an icebreaker and it just puts everybody into a different mode. And I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I do. But remote teams, you know, they still need that face-to-face, like we've said, and you, you know, you've reiterated. So I do want, am going to still try to see each of them at minimum twice a year. Quarterly is ideal if it can be managed. I mean, I think right now everything's just touch and go with, with the world. So really try to get out there and see your team. Uh, something else I plan to do is use videos, uh, posting them on a private YouTube channel for your team or sending them out in an email to send announcements other than just typing something up and putting it out there, that just mixes it up a little and people tend to watch it. If you send an email that's a page long, you're not going to read it likely or really get it. But if you send a video, they're going to click play. It's different. (laughs) I'm going to try that. I'm I'm (laughs) going to send a video of myself asking a question or talking something through. And you can see people's eyes glaze over then. (laughs) (laughs) And what about surveys? I, I mean, I didn't hear anything about that when I reached out before, but surveys are also a decent way, a short one, mind you, nothing too crazy, but just to ask about the biggest challenges your staff is facing, um, how remote work can be improved. Are they happy with their productivity level? What can we do to help them with their productivity level? Or how do we improve daily communication? This is something 
I think is a good tool as a management to be able to get that honest feedback from your team, especially if you make it an anonymous return, um, things that they may not tell you otherwise. Right, right. So right now in the world that we live in, um, we are in a place where we have to connect remotely for work and we also get to (laughs) connect remotely for engagement. And you've done such a great job researching this, really being thoughtful and persistent on bringing these changes to your team. And I can't help but believe each one of them knows how much you care about them, how much you're making efforts to stay connected and to support them in their practice. I have. I I really try. I want my team to know that they're valued that they matter and that they are such an important part of what we do at, you know, for our patients and just in general. And, you know, all of these things that I've done, and I told you previously, we held a monthly meeting. So our entire infusion nursing team is there. All of our nurses, we invite our social workers, medical assistants, schedulers, chiefs, anyone who works with our team is invited to join into that. And that is our, that's our normal kind of meeting that, you know, the boring stuff, I guess, but also necessary to talk about things that are happening. Um, mm-hmm. I also told you that we implemented that chat each Friday. It's 30 minutes. Um, it's a time for us to all get together just to talk about everything but work. And it, it has been amazing. I have gotten great feedback. I Part-time nurses are invited. Our full-time nurses are invited. PR and nurses are invited. Anybody, again, that works with the team, medical assistants, social workers, schedulers. Um, and this is pay time. I pay if PR and nurses have a, a 30 minutes to join, I pay them to be there because I think it's just so important that we are a team and you can't be a team unless you're, you're there together. So I'm also in the meeting, uh, middle of planning that virtual team building events. Um, and I'm starting in-person visits again after the first of the year. Um, I do hope to incorporate, like I said, our first themed meeting. And I want to do this in December. It'll be at the end of the month. Um, and then I'm also going to send out that engagement survey just to, to get feedback on the things that we've done and what we can do better. So all the way back to the beginning of our conversation, an engaged employee knows that you care about them. They have increased productivity. There's just so many benefits to true employee engagement. And I I just really want to compliment you on your persistence, on your work in this field, and what a good job you are doing. Well, thank in, you. In bringing everyone together. And, you know, you've done some creative things. I have some thoughts now about what we can do <laughs> in my remote world. Well, I, I hope to continue with this. And I would love to come back and, and talk about how it's worked out, the the things that have failed, the things that have been positive and that have worked and had made a difference. Um, I just, you know, I think it's important. I, I don't know if I can say that enough. Excellent. Excellent. Ashley, it's always such a joy to have you as a guest. Um, I love it when you present a webinar and I'm, I'm just kind of looking forward to INS 2021 because I think <laughs> that you're going to present an education session there. And, um, you know, you've heard the softer side of Ashley here today, but I want to tell our listeners, this gal is a fount of knowledge. Um, She can talk about blood disorders in pediatric care like nobody's business. Um, We're looking forward to our next collaboration with you, Ashley. Oh, thank Thank you you so much, John. 
And this concludes this session of INS Infusion Room. Thank you so much for listening. This concludes this episode of INS Infusion Room, a podcast of the Infusion Nurses Society. We welcome your comments. You can reach us at infusionroom at ins1.org. That's infusionroom at ins1.org. Thank you for listening.